Pickaxe. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to Triforce Podcast, coming to you live from communist Russia, it is best podcast. In in Russia, podcast, listen to you, um, or, or, or something. Um, let's start again, let's start again. I'll that you, was I'll great do. intro, what are you talking about? <laughs> are you a member of the R- 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 ROC? What is it? The, yeah, the, the Russian Olympic uh, Company Committee. This, this is a disgrace. Russian Olympics, we never cheat. <laughs> Some of these guys and gals just got really big, really fast. That's how the cookie crumble. <laughs> we put it in the cookie. <laughs> we put it in the crumbly cookie. That is how it crumble. Crumble into giant peoples. They can lift much more than other peoples. They can run much quicker and swim like a fish. <laughs> <laughs> I've been, uh, I I haven't watched any actually. Really? I watched the Olympic opening ceremony. Oh Did man! You guys I'm on a different. That? No, I didn't actually watch the ceremony. Funny, funnily enough, but because I'm up at like five o'clock every morning, uh, and it's covered extensively on uh, on on BBC One for like most of the morning in the UK. I've Is watched it, though, tons of it. I thought BBC only managed to buy like two sports. I think they have taekwondo and I've, no, they're like, doing some, some, they're doing full coverage. No, they're not. They're, they're genuinely not. The deal with, that they got with Discovery was that they can show two events at a time live. Right. Oh, That's right. it. Okay. No, so but like they they're still fine, covering right. all of the highlights and they're showing replays and stuff. Like yeah, actually, the, like, the coverage is the pretty. Same. No, sure, but it's still super extensive. You can still get like a. You know, you can still find out everything you want you to know about. You can see about. which horse-faced, slightly upper-class person has won a horse or shooting or sailing-related event yes, today. Yeah. The commentators yes. for that are all posh as well. Here comes Tarquin de Marcy Montford, a wonderful little pirouette there on the horse. <laughs> it's a pirouette, right? Like, that's like the hardest thing Lovely to do. Lovely tail. Okay, if, you can, if this guy can just simply master doing five pirouettes back-to-back, then I'm sure he'll get a gold medal because most people can only do one. Pirouette, and because so. his father knows the committee, so well done. <laughs> I, yeah, I don't want to shit on the Olympics too much because I generally like the sentiment of getting all the countries together. It felt like a really shit Eurovision, um, you know, the, the Olympic opening ceremony where they sort of parade in everyone. And, and a lot of these countries are so tiny and almost non-existently small, like the Solomon Islands and stuff. And it's just three guys in suits with you know, their one or two Olympic people. Or sometimes they didn't even turn up, you know, because yeah. they're like, well, we got a race on the on day one, so I don't want to do the Olympic opening ceremony. So actually quite a lot of athletes don't bother. Um, even like the, in the commentary team, they had like various sort of ex, ex-Olympians and they were like, yeah, we don't bother going to the Olympic opening ceremony because... Because of day one, it's you know we got we got a race one, and you know we're having a big shag sesh back in the uh, Olympic Village. Day two shag sesh. 
day three shag shag sesh. Well, I hope not because I found out that one of the gold medal Olympians was skateboarding is thirteen. Oh Jesus! Wow. Well, obviously they're not invited, but Christ! I mean, you know, everyone else. I didn't know that they could. I knew that some of the athlete, uh, um, athletics like floor people have conventionally been very young, but man, that is That's that is pushing it. What's the age? Hey limit? Timmy, we're all going for milkshakes after the event. Uh, meet us at Bob's milkshake parlor at four o'clock. He shows up, nobody's there because everybody's off uh, having sex. Just, <laughs> just tricked him. Just tricked him. Get rid of that him. fucking kid, man. Get rid of that kid so that we can get back to fucking in peace, for Christ's sake. Oh, shit. But no, uh, it was incredibly strange, the Olympic opening ceremony, because obviously it's in Japan and I wanted to watch it and I, I got like, I made sure I was like, it was all, it started at 12 a.m. Yeah, yeah. Lunchtime. Yeah. So lunchtime. And that was like eight o'clock in Tokyo. And they had a lot of sort of traditional stuff, like some guys like bringing in woodworking tables and dancing around them for a bit, which yeah. was terribly boring and went on far too long. And then there was some kabuki theatre stuff, which was quite interesting. And there were some weird songs and some 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 like interesting people, obviously, that we've got no idea who they are, but they're famous Japanese people. They did it. They did all the traditional stuff, right? Like, yeah. They passed the torch on to like 20 different people, ran it around the stadium a few times. Loads of people touched it and licked it and kissed it. Yeah. Went all over the place. And then a man from the Olympic Committee came in and did a, the 30 minute most boring speech you've ever heard in your life. Yeah. Oh, I mean, I, my God, I, don't I was know what you're expecting from booing. the opening ceremony of the Olympics. Like, it's no, always. No, but the guy like who that. did the speech had like clearly, it was like he'd never done a speech yeah. before. It was like. He'd never even watched a TED talk on how to make a vaguely engaging speech. And the dumbest thing I mean, about like, this one was, is uh, I don't know why they even bothered going for the full four hour opening ceremony. There was no audience whatsoever. It was just like mm. all these people coming out, waving to nobody and stuff. Like it was the just, global it audience was lads. Very don't think about sure, the viewers at home. Anyway, the actual events have been, uh, have been pretty good. Um, and like so, some, some of them more so than others for sure. But I, I don't know. I've enjoyed it. I, I kind of like that it's on. It's been refreshing to just have on in the in the background like i said i mean i'm I, in a I different situation know. to both of you guys because i'm kind of forced into a onto yeah, a couch yeah. at like five in the morning and it's nice to have something but, but like I, I i woke up this morning and i are uh, usually I, I try and avoid it nowadays but i asked well, Alexa waking for up the in news. the morning <laughs> and yeah <laughs> i'm hoping one day i just won't um no so th- alexa told me that um two people i'd never heard of hadn't won medals they'd come forth right. and i was like well, I didn't need to know that. Not everything what, has to use, be what, about you. What use Lewis. is that? Yeah, well, though. so what? So what? No, so basically, what you're only two happy. Two people I've never heard of didn't fucking you're win a medal. You're only happy if Arnold Schwarzenegger wins. What it. else has happened? You know, <laughs> a man in Slough went shopping and didn't buy his didn't buy bread. Like, I don't need to know this. Yeah, but like, imagine if there are people out there who are very interested in whether that man from Slough Not won me. bread. Yeah, but it's not about you. Yeah. Well, I feel like I'm pretty clued up. Like I watched the opening ceremony. I've had, I've done more you research than most people. Well, you yeah, should you know go. everything. Yeah. Well, I don't know all these hundreds of upper class toffs who live in a country house and go. Oh, shall we pop out on the laser for the afternoon, Sandra? Oh yes, why <laughs> you not? Know, funnily enough, uh, a lot of people out there would say that if if there was like a like an Olympic uh, like style event for like uh, like a fantasy book series, like for the wheel of time or something like that and then the the big news was that jamie from croydon uh forgot to read book number 
five from the wheel of time and you thought that was interesting there'd be a lot of people out there who just thought why the fuck do i need to know this it's the same thing right like you you're just not that into it you don't need to but the rest of the news was also no news the rest of the news was like that that btex were gonna be cancelled but they're not now right that's not news listen i i like the news good and boring <laughs> i want it good and boring there was at least 30 seconds about how the uk met office has decided that climate change is real yeah and it's like we, wait we so previously that. they were on the fence well, no, but exactly. Like, exactly. No, they weren't on the fence. It's just repeated, doubling down on stuff we already know. I was um, uh, I was a climate change denier, like hardcore, up until... Up until Alexa told uh, you this no, morning. No, not, not even until then. Last week, we the, the temperature reached 32 degrees here, which it was too hot. Like, uh, the houses over here are not designed uh, for 32 degree heat, right? Like... They're I'd actively melting. 99% of the uh, rest of the year, it's just miserably mild over here, which is fine by me. I'm used to it. So when it when the temperature peaks over 30 degrees and my house becomes an oven, it's insufferable. Like, I, I just couldn't... That even, was your tipping point. That was my big tipping point. Yeah, that's when I thought... I think a lot of people... <laughs> it's kind of like, uh, like, like all those stories you're seeing now with anti-vaxxers who are laid up in hospital with COVID who are like, oh my God, please get the I've, vaccination. I've, I've changed my mind yeah. Uh, as, yeah. as they're dying. Um, I'm like that with climate change. I'm just joking, by the way. I, I do believe in climate change. I've also been thinking about Olympic sports. Like, there aren't... <laughs> As, as many right. as as many as there He's are, back right? On it. Ma- yeah. There's He's fucking back. loads, right? There's like 300 medals worth. There's like you know, swimming 200 meters, swimming 200 meters with a different stroke, swimming 200 meters with a different stroke again, swimming 200 me- 50 meters because apparently that's different. Do you know what I mean? Like if they're all sw- swimming 250 meters, however you like, but everyone just swims the same as the you know the other ones. I don't know. It's there's a lot of duplication, right? And I feel like, obviously, a lot of athletes go in for multiple and they come out, oh, this guy's got 17 gold medals this year. Like, I agree, that's fine. And I also, more sports, sure, add skateboarding, add them, get them in, right? Yeah. Like darts, where's that? Why isn't that in there? Um, well. But I think maybe, that maybe they should add, like, I don't know, more stuff that we're used to doing, right? Like changing your electricity provider. You know, that feels like something that people do a lot. So you just want an everyday man Olympics. You want like a, like a dad Olympics sort of thing. He wants something yeah. that he could fucking conceivably win. Right. That's the thing. Just thinking selfishly. No, not selfishly, but more just like, just to, to level that, because you don't have to be an upper class toff with a, a listen, full, an inheritance the, to the play, lad go that, to the Olympics. The lad that was doing Olympics. Taekwondo was some lad from Doncaster. There's a lot, there's there's a lot what, of non You just need a fucking but... dressing gown to do Taekwondo. You don't need a million pound <laughs> yacht on a private lake. Do you know what I mean? Right, but You're that's, fucking... to be fair, that's most events. It's just a lot of a, a lot of Olympic Olympic events and a lot of uh, a lot of the um, athletes that come up through the Olympics are are kind of like discovered though, right? Like it's not just you go to a posh school and then that's your your ticket into the Olympics. There's tons of people who are not at all posh that uh, become athletes in the Olympics because they've got good programs over like in in the UK for sure. They got the, really, the, really, the lottery funding. They have made a huge difference. They have a lot of really good uh, programs to produce. I hope so. Olympic I, I hope so. I'm a bit cynical towards it, but it definitely does feel. No, there's like, like a tw- I, I, like a 21 year old guy from like uh, Leeds or Hull uh, or or somewhere like that. Uh, one gold in like mountain biking, which is just like, and he, and he was just like, he was kind of scooped up to compete in 
a cycling event, not even particularly mountain biking. He just chose to do mountain biking because he liked it more than the others. But his lead up to the Olympics was like six months. Like he wasn't training for four years with this dream and stuff. He was just like, like on the off chance, somebody was just like, holy crap, you're really good at cycling. Like come, come and do this training and come in and compete. And he's just like, yeah, okay. And he, and he won a gold medal. So it's like, the stories are different across the board. Like for sure. It's not, it's not you know always what? the I, same. I was, I watched the, story. I watched the fucking skateboarding. What, what a pile of wank, honestly. <laughs> it was so boring. Yeah. There, there's been no <laughs> progress in terms of tricks in 40 years. No, I didn't. Like it's the same fucking it, shit. It really they grind a thing. In, it peaked in the 90s. It's just boring. It's just man. not as popular as it once was. Uh, maybe like, I don't know why they they should have uh, had it in the Olympics when it was big in the 90s, right? Like they should have they should have been on the ball and, instead of X Games or whatever yeah. they, they used But like to have, yeah, yeah, to just to just finally introduce it in 2021 is just a bit, I don't know. It's I like it's I I'm glad that it's in, but I agree. I, I think it's not as exciting as it was it just super boring. Maybe would have been a lot of the a lot of the Olympic sports are and have become very impressive. You like you know I think watching any of the floor stuff or like a lot of the diving is pretty nuts. Fucking um, gymnastics as well. Know, that pummel horse and all that shit. Like it's insane uh, what what people can do. They're like, flying all over the fucking place. nuts, yeah, man. Holy it's crap! Really cool. Yeah, and I like watching like the sprints and stuff. Yeah. And I'm not. Not so into anything where it's just a, a long run. No, is that? But even that in itself is is pretty impressive. I mean, like like some of the some of like the the the, the longer distance like cycling stuff and everything is just like it's all different disciplines. It's all. I guess different. I lose perspective though of the the. I, I guess that's why the commentators are there to tell you why these athletes, you know, like like I look hurdles right. Like I watched this whole thing about hurdles and. They never once mentioned how it's an advantage to be a little bit taller. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Yeah. There was like a whole, I watched like a whole 10 minute thing and I was like, surely they're going to mention the fact that some athletes who are a little bit taller do better at the hurdles <laughs> because they, but no, they never mentioned it. Yeah. So maybe in fact it isn't, uh, maybe I, maybe it isn't anything to do with it. Yeah. Well, if you've got longer legs, um, there's more chance you're going to get tangled up on the, on the, the dirtle. Yeah, you don't want to get tangled up <laughs> yeah. on that dirtle for sure. Well, that's the, the last thing you want for sure. Because you're more, I guess, yeah, maybe in fact it's, it maybe the little people have a, a, a big advantage. <laughs> I don't know whether people. size, I'm interested because a lot of these sports do feel like um, weight and size and like, you know, some, some, because you see all these like long jumpers and triple jumpers and they're all like really skinny, you know, yeah. obviously able to like lob themselves far. But I don't know, but sometimes it's the other way around, you know, like a heavy guy can get more momentum on the shot put or whatever. I'm just, I'm just interested in that sort of stuff. Yeah, and I like that. I can understand it. Like, I could almost for my in my mind, it's like you can min max. Like, if you're training for some an event, well, yeah, you know, you know, you're, you train for something specific for so long, and you build up all the muscles that you need for that one specific thing. I think that I think so, something that's like that's really interesting as well is I was watching um, like they do these segments like these kind of like athlete profiles in between some of the highlights and stuff in the coverage. And uh, there was this there was this young girl. I think she was like sixteen or seventeen years old or something. And uh, she started by being really good at playing football. Um, and she was just like dominating like all of her school teams and everything. And her parents are just like, "What the hell do we do with this girl? Like, she's just like insanely good at football. Like, how do she's we? She's become obsessed with non womanly pursuits. We yeah, must put how, her in how can we get her into something that'll like actually challenge her? Because she's just like walking over all these people and then. 
and then she decided at the age of like 15 that uh, that she wouldn't be able to be in the Olympics. <laughs> she went back. She went younger. No, no, she, <laughs> no, no. This is like this is the lead up until right. her being in the Olympics, right? So she decided right, that sorry, like at a younger age, she's like, okay, well, I won't be able to be in the Olympics if I just play football. So I'm going to start doing um, kickboxing or something like that, like with a view of getting into like maybe Taekwondo or something. And then she became like some superstar kickboxer, just like like just demolished everybody and stuff. And then she was still like, oh, there's no kickboxing in the Olympics. I'm just going to get into normal boxing. And now she's just like some gold medalist boxer. And it's just like, what? Wow. When I was that age, I was just like picking my nose and like not doing my book reports and like smoking behind the bike shed. You know, like I there's I don't I don't know how you have that much ambition at that age. It's just like some of these people are just like, um, you know, like like superhero levels of I don't know, like they have some sort of like foresight or uh, i don't know what it is like I, I, they're just like i don't know like there's like miracle people it's true it's they, they drive it often as well yeah. it's not like i mean everyone assumes oh, it's their parents pushing into them into no it, no god my parents tried to push me into stuff and i was like yeah same here god they paid <laughs> a lot so. of money for clarinet <laughs> lessons and do you see me playing the clarinet on a daily basis as, as, as an adult <laughs> hell no you don't because that shit sucks <laughs> Like, that really sucks. <laughs> I don't want to play that shit. Why isn't that in the Olympics? Yeah, why? Yeah, why? A lot more kids would be keeping up those clarinet lessons if they could win a bronze medal. Yeah, absolutely. Toot! Oh, that's a gold medal winning toot right there. <laughs> oh, man. The commentary team. Oh, yeah. Back when in, back in the 80s, our clarinets, we had to make them ourselves out of bamboo. <laughs> God, God, they all have all these weird fucking stories oh, they of always how do, yeah. times have changed. Yeah, there's been some good ones oh. though there's the the rowing team the the women's rowing team uh they did a profile on uh her name is helen something sorry i can't remember her name but it was it was still very interesting because she'd um she'd won the gold medal in rowing in uh rio i think it was and then she would planned on not competing in uh in tokyo so her and her husband had uh, had twins. They already had a son, and then they this, they decided that they were going to have another baby, and they had twins. So she was just like juggling, like trying to feed these newborn babies, um, sort of like home life, working life. Her husband was still like looking after kids, doing all this stuff, and then she decided that she was going to compete in the Olympics again. So she had to go start training and everything all over again. And this is like coming back from not have done any training. She'd put on a bunch of weight from being pregnant and, and everything. She was totally out of shape. And uh, she's just like completely turned it around, uh, qualified and, and everything, made it to the Olympics. And, I, and now her and her, her partner are like in the finals for the rowing. It's fucking insane. Like the, the Oh, drive. yeah, they came fourth. They're the ones I'm talking about. Oh, is that them? Yeah, yeah, yeah. They came fourth. No, there's no way. They should have at least gotten a silver medal, right? If they made it to the finals? Uh, no, they... they, they oh, I, I guess they... there's a lot of people in the rowing final, right? There's a lot of teams. What is it, like six or seven teams or something like that? I don't know. But I think I, this, I think this is who... Because they had a message for their... She had a message for her kids on the radio or whatever. Oh. And I was like, oh, I can't be asked to listen to this. <laughs> I don't care. Man, I didn't know her story, though, oh, I guess. Her story now is so good, though. Like, it's a shame. It would have been such a I nice one I just wanted her to, to be, like, rowing with, like, while breastfeeding. Like, wow, just, man. You know, full, like, like, not far off. 
active off, honestly, mom. It's insane. Like, so what? Is she Jesus, the first the drive first mother to be on the Olympic team or first mother to row for Britain? Yeah, okay. something like that. Yeah, but it's sure. like it's it's so get this insane. right. There, there was this guy called Laszlo Polgar. He was a Hungarian uh, educational psychologist and chess master. Right, he was right. a very good chess player. Sure, and he had this idea that he was an educational psychologist, so he was really interested in how to, to train kids and stuff like so that. So he probably had some really wacky ideas, the government put them all in place, and it caused massive disaster because it was all theoretical garbage. The children right? of Hungary were never the same again. <laughs> <laughs> Incorrect. But he, here's what actually happened. He, his claim was that if you start training a child, this is this, this premise that he had, any child has the innate capacity to become a genius in any chosen field as long as their education starts before the third birthday and they begin to specialize at six. Yeah, I think that's, wow. about, that's about right, isn't it? Like a lot of these like uh, child prodigy uh, people who are great at certain things always start from a very young age, like around five or six yeah. years old. That's right? so insanely young. I right. mean, I but have he, a five-year-old. I can't even I can't even get my five-year-old to reliably go to the, the bathroom properly <laughs> most of the time. So I don't know how people are starting to train them to play chess and stuff. It's insane. Well, I'll tell you what, his, uh, his four-year-old daughter... When, when she was four, she, she quite liked the little chess pieces and she thought, this is fun. He, he, everyone said, this is bullshit, Laszlo. This is never going to work, mate. Your daughters are never going to be chess grandmasters. Women can't play chess. You're an idiot. His, his three daughters were considered the, some of the best female chess players of all time. His, his eldest daughter is considered the best female player of all time. She was the only one ever to be in the top 10. Wow. And his, 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 his second daughter was the second best chess player of all time. And her so, name was... The Queen's Gambit girl. <laughs> the Queen's Gambit girl. Her name was Magnus Carlsen. What was her name again? Uh, I did. Beth Emily. Emily. Harmon. It's, it's, That's it's right. very possible to uh, to train people according to Laszlo Polgar. Just yeah, no, I mean, I, I I think if you want to, if if that's the the road that you want to go down, um, I I, I agree with him. Personally, I would never bother to do that with with any child. But, um, you know, if you're that way inclined and you want to produce uh, some sort of, you know, genius or, um, you know, uh, competitor or whatever, then, yeah, you got to start early for sure. You got to get them into into stuff. There's some kids mm -hmm. at my son's school, for example, whose I'm guessing their fathers were mad into football, would start playing football with their kids from a very young age. And some of these kids were just like really good at football at the age of like six years old or whatever. It's pretty weird. It's weird, um, yeah. I, I guess like before you even know who you are, you are a prodigy at yeah. something, yeah. according to this guy, which is pretty weird. Right? Yeah. Before you're... You don't even have a choice in the matter because you're just so used to already doing this that you just feel like this is your whole life, right? You're... Yeah, well, I guess a lot of people, I guess, don't remember their childhood. And so I, I feel like it's not exactly autopilot. There are obviously, you know, kids are aware of themselves and know what they're doing and know what they like and don't like and stuff. But but I think, you know, they're obviously kids. They they, they don't know, you know, I think I think if you they're easily led and easily tricked and easily guided to be something. And I think yeah. a lot of, you see it in Hollywood with child actors, because I'm sure being pushed into it and not wanting to do it. But then once that's it, you're that. You know, I think it's got to be tough, right? If you've if you if you reach 15 and you're suddenly you're a chess prodigy, you know, yeah. you better be willing to do that for the rest of well, not necessarily. You don't have to. Yeah, but just, I, I think it's also I mean? I think if you're good at something. If you're good at something, yeah. that has to that has to make it more pleasurable than if you're shit. I for mean, if sure. your kids by the time they're 15 are, are considered the worst 
chess players of all time, maybe it's time to give up and they yeah, wouldn't do yeah. it. But yeah. if you're I just, from an early yeah. age winning things, it's like I that's guess I hype. just I'd like to know whether these the, whether kids you know who grow up and have been you know extensively Laszlo trained, do you know what I mean, to become well, it's not going to work in every case things. because you have to consider as well that all of the tournaments that Laszlo's kids would have been in, who have then become these decorated chess players or whatever, uh, were populated by lots of other kids in the same boat, right? Whose parents pushed them uh, to, to become very good at it or whatever, and you never hear about them. So there's there's tons of stories where people have tried to do this and it hasn't worked. You know what I mean? You, you can't just say that something works because it's worked for one guy and his kids. You know what I mean? Like he he just like, well, he, he right, thought but, it would work but, and it did work, but there's so many people it just does not work for, right? Like, right, but matter I, how I, mean, I don't know if those kids were trained the same way that his were. And also, right. if you say, I'm going to do this thing. They didn't eat enough Wheaties in the morning. Like, he, did. he had the secret recipe. <laughs> we could not afford a chessboard. In, in, we could not afford. We had to play with little pieces of paper <laughs> and just a chalk outline on the ground. <laughs> yeah. You know, it's like you hear these stories about Brazilians who's had to learn to play with a golf ball or something, do you know what I mean? Because they couldn't yeah. afford a football and yeah. stuff like this and becoming very good because of that. But I wonder how much of it is a kid saying something once and then the parents getting that in their head that that's what they're into and then it becomes the thing they do all the time. Do you know what I mean? Or, yeah. And also how, how happy these kids are once they've grown up and things like that. I, I don't know anything about it and I don't know whether it is a positive thing to have this life goal and this thing that this history and this thing you're really good at. If, is it really satisfying to be a teenager and have like this just thing that's always been as long as you can remember something that you've done and are knowledgeable about and have like a, you know, is is that, you know, almost like having a second language, yeah. you know, just coming with you. Like, I'm sure a lot of kids do grow up bilingual and, and kind of it's it's useful and handy to have that, right? Yeah. Um, and I wonder but, what they well, sacrifice. You know what? That always felt like bullshit to me when there were kids at my school who for one of their A-levels... They would take whatever language their parents spoke. So there was a kid who had German parents and he took German A-level. And of course, he got a fucking A. That's like, you know, that's going to help him get into university. What fucking cheat? That shouldn't be possible. <laughs> you should, he, he didn't have to learn the language through the A-level. He just aced every exam because he was fluent in German. That's, it's, I mean, oh, I'm going to go to another country and just say, yeah, I'm going to take English as a degree and fucking own it because it's my fucking language. Yeah. It seems like such yeah. a cheat. Well, I, I, I just, it, does, it does feel like he could have just taken a different subject not wasted all the time in those lessons and then just gone and I don't you can take like tests you know to prove that you are fluent in other languages right that you can use to show employers like oh you know these are my qualifications and they're quite cheap you just go somewhere and take it and it's it's it feels like yeah you don't need to waste a, I mean you don't waste waste four years sitting in basic German for someone who's already you know already has spoken it since but they it's were just it's just to get a free A like it helps you get into a good university if you just get a free A it does but I would think they would look at it and be like, like interesting shit. you've taken English French and German what are you going to study oh I want to study maths but uh, <laughs> yeah. I, I can I could study maths in three languages actually nice so. I think you'll find though that languages are not as valuable at getting into uni as other subjects are. Do you, you reckon know, they they're onto feel it? Like, they feel like a soft option, right? Yeah. Um, whereas, like, you know, if you're going and studying, if you want to study maths at 
a good university, you probably want to have your A-levels being maths, further maths, advanced maths and chemistry or whatever, or physics. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like they're, they're the ones you're going to pick. I don't think people are picking German, French, Italian and Spanish. To try it always amazed me the, the, the kids who, uh, who did those subjects at school. Like uh, their their timetable was just maths, maths, maths. Like every lesson, every it's like day. Hermione Granger. Level oh my of, god, yeah, I, c- I couldn't of, do um, it. It's always uh, no, I I couldn't. I struggled with. I, I had to drop drop some of those when I was doing it. It's just it just well, I I just my brain just isn't made for it. I think you know. Yeah. I wonder like about processing power sometimes. You know how, like, you, sometimes I'm thinking through something in my brain, and and I'll get halfway through thinking about it, and I would have forgot. I just I just don't have enough capacity. Like, it goes all fuzzy and grey, is what I'm saying. Like, I I can't like I have to get stuff down on paper to like properly plan and think stuff out, and it sometimes frustrates me when I'm you know when you're lying in bed. Yeah, I'm I'm constantly thinking like, oh, that this would be really cool, and then part of me goes. You haven't. You're not gonna be able to think this through. It's a bad idea, and also you're gonna have forgotten it by the morning. And almost without fail, I wake up the next morning. I'm like, I was thinking about something really interesting last night, and I have no idea what it was. I didn't write it down. Yeah, I don't remember it. It's like that Seinfeld episode. You know when he comes up with that joke in his sleep, and uh, and he can't remember. It. He tries to write it down, but it's just like all gibberish, and he's like trying to figure out what it was. And then he yes, I managed to figure it that. out at the end of the. Um, at the show, but it wasn't a funny joke. It at wasn't all. actually funny because nothing, yeah. no ideas you come up with that you think are good when you're in dreams or asleep. No, when you when you look back at them and you actually remember, and you're like, that doesn't work. Yeah, or it doesn't make any sense. Do you know what I, I read the other day? I, I saw this thing the other day um, about a cure for phobias, which is interesting. And it's uh, just just talking about how the brain works and what they've come up with is this new technique where they get you to be fucking shit scared of like a thing that you have a phobia of so let's say you were really scared of spiders mm-hmm. they expose you to that spider for a couple of minutes get you good and scared and then they give you this beta blocker or like some kind of pharmacological thing and it gives you amnesia of that fear and you're no longer afraid of it oh wow what they've postulated is that when you have a phobia <laughs> wow <laughs> what it actually is is a deep-seated memory Something so far back, you can't even remember what caused this fear. It might have been when you were a kid, a spider, you know, stole your Crawled lunch on your money or whatever. Crawled face or something. And- yeah. yeah, or you're, you're all a member of your family freaked out about a spider. Yeah. And right. you thought that that's how to behave around spiders. Right. So what they do is when, when you are making a new memory associated with that one, it's sort of your brain sort of calls up that old memory and then appends this to that. So what you do is when it's calling up the old memory and sticking the new one in there and filing it back in long-term memory, uh, when it's calling it up, you block it with this drug and it doesn't put anything back. So it's like it's like recalling that old file to stick a new bit on the end. And at that point, you give them the drug and their brain goes, oh, I don't remember what I was going to do anymore and where I was going to store that. And the phobia is gone. This is some sci-fi nightmare shit. Yeah, right. This is like you could change people's memories to make it feel good. I wonder about- if this would work with my memory of the love I have for my wife. Uh- <laughs> <laughs> oh, God, I'm just exactly. joking. I'm just you joking. Could- but this is dangerous, right? If you could change how people feel about doing certain things, like if you could change like misery to happiness or change boredom to, you know, interest, you know, suddenly people will, will be all happy on their production lines or mm. I don't know, like is that... Is that is that weird? Like- well, I, I mean, it's not that. Uh, all it is at the moment is specifically it has to be fears related to animals. 
And it, it has to be in a it's laboratory. It's very specifically it's spiders. Very specific. yeah. <laughs> right. It's just one type of We've spider. We've discovered the cure for uh, fear of spiders, yeah. but no other animal. We're still working on those ones. <laughs> Porcupines we're struggling <laughs> with, and uh, slugs. Slugs, slugs have been very, very difficult we're for us. We're out of ideas, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. man I, I can see the Alexa telling me the news of that. Just We are yet to discover any cures for slug phobias. It's like, well, <laughs> Great. Thanks, Thanks, for the Thanks for the update. Before we carry on, we all love to take risks uh, every day, oh, yeah. but we shouldn't be doing so when we go online because our connection probably won't be interrupted by hackers and our data probably won't be stolen. But why take the risk? You can use ExpressVPN to protect you every time you connect to an unencrypted network in cafes, hotels or airports. Uh, it doesn't take much technical knowledge to steal the data off your phone. Um, and increasingly, you know, more and more different phones, different exploits are opening up. So you should always protect yourself with something like ExpressVPN, which we recommend and I use at home. Uh, I have it on my phone. I have it on my iPad and on my PC. It's really easy to use. I recommend it. That's expressvpn.com slash Triforce. You can get an extra three months free. Uh, so why not secure your online data today by visiting expressvpn.com slash Triforce. Get some online insurance and protect your, your valuable gubbins on your in on your on your internet. Man, I gotta keep my gubbins secret. I gotta keep my gubbins safe. Yeah, look after yeah. it and keep it keep it quiet. Don't let anyone <laughs> keep it quiet. Sneak it. Yeah, <laughs> yourself. Keep it under wraps. Express VPN. Yeah. Keep, it, keep it in the box. Keep it there. Yeah. Guten Tag, Harry Ball Haver. We have the solution for you. <laughs> this is the Manscaped Ball Trimmer Mark One. It is yes. jet powered and will trim your balls within an inch of their life. That's what yes, get uh, one. That's what my balls need. Kick your pubes to the next planet with the Performance Package 4.0. I don't want anyone kicking anywhere near my balls, honestly. That's all right. A foot is not included in the package. Phew. Merely yeah. a ball trimmer. I got a pair your of pants. Your little mini plan. Planets will feel like they're in zero gravity oh. when you use the best <laughs> tools for the job. Right. From the leaders in male grooming, you can join two million men worldwide who trust Manscaped to get their rocket ready for takeoff. Don't land on planet Kashyyyk's home of the Wookiees with their hairy balls. <laughs> land instead in Cloud City where that bold lad with his very carefully trimmed gonads <laughs> will greet you and lead you to Lando Calrissian's dynamics. Indeed. Uh, Manscaped.com slash Triforce. You can get 20% off and free shipping. Use our link at Manscaped.com slash Triforce. Your space balls will thank you. you. Go Wherever you are in the world, Germany or it not. It keeps going. Why not? <laughs> Try it, Manscaped. Manscaped.com slash Triforce. Thank you. <laughs> This on, on with the show. Yeah. On with the show. Yeah. Uh, coming back to the child uh, prodigy thing, though, my house is a bit like the Smithsonian from like all of the uh, all of the the failed endeavors of like my kids. You know, things that they <laughs> got into that they thought that they would like and 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 didn't and stuff. But honestly, early I, man. Yeah, honestly, <laughs> early I, man sculpture. Yeah, early man's art. Oh yeah, yeah. Early man's But honestly, writing. I think that's the way to do it. Like I would, I would recommend to other parents for sure that if you have the means, um, you know, or or you can figure a way around the means, 
to just um, let your kids try what they want to try, right? And eventually they'll find something that they that they like and possibly excel at as well. You know, like I, I think that's the better the, the better way to do it, in my opinion. Because then they have some more like sort of choice over the matter too, you know? And it may be that they're into something for like a year and then decide that they're just not that into it anymore or whatever and then move on to the next thing. But I think it's just like, I think you just got to sort, sort of support them through it as they're finding out about themselves and finding the things that they want to do and stuff. I don't know. I'd feel bad like pushing my kids into something only for them to become adults and turn around and say like, yeah, thanks for pushing me into that. But actually I hate it. I'd be like, Oh great. You know, like I, I didn't, I didn't expect this to happen. I thought you were just going to go out and be like a gold medalist and make a lot of money for me. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, I'm kind of uh, resentful of the fact that my parents didn't push me to do anything, which is why I'm so fucking useless. I don't know. I'm kind of glad. They that, didn't encourage me to do shit. I'm kind of glad that it's, I got to. It made to, me very chill. But. Yeah. I'm glad that my parents didn't actually. I'm glad that I just was able to much, not much like how I am with my kids, you know, like I, I but, thought but I was into things know, and Sims, got into things. Is that but, I, I was a chess prodigy. And they just didn't encourage me, which is why I'm now bad at chess. Oh, I was considered right. one of the the brightest uh, eight month old chess players, um, <laughs> and they 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 took my chessboard away oh, when I was man. a baby, and they said no chess for you. No, for me um, it was, was like it. the moment like. Um uh, home console video game consoles came out my parents <laughs> yeah. were just like rubbing their hands together like oh my god can you imagine how much time he's going to spend on this thing and not bug us <laughs> that was like yeah. the best move they they got an nes like almost immediately when they were available and the rest is history baby i spent like every day playing copious amounts of nintendo and like it was oh man it was great yeah. well you could turn that into a video game career these days you, you know, could yeah, yeah. Their hands yeah, together, thinking, this guy's gonna be a fortnite pro well you know, i mean unfortunately there was no fortnite back then i mean I, I i don't know if is there like a competitive scene for like uh kid icarus or excite bike or any of like the the classics probably not i guess kid icarus yeah you know um you know there were a lot of uh christian any games and, and games that came out in that era where they were trying to encourage kids to to be uh you know mindful of, of jesus and all that stuff yeah. through platform games which i thought was quite yeah. quite sweet really that they were like we must break into the video game market and just spread the word of the lord but the games they come up with were just all shit yeah like i feel like if they really want to do it they must have. The Catholic Church has got a ton of money. They all have. Invest in a good game. Christ Knight. And it's like Fortnite, but you have to go around blessing people instead of shooting them or whatever and giving alms to the poor. Yeah. And, uh, you know, being They so have a Jesus-y. lot of money, but a lot of it is just in a big slush fund, right, for all the lawsuits and stuff too. But, like but they, they could make more, is what I'm saying. I guess they If they, they came could, up with yeah. a really banging game, yeah. then uh, that would be, you know, spread it's the, the word. It's all sort of slightly out of touch. I mean, it's, it's I guess, by its very nature, because the kind of people who are really into religion are not really the kind of people necessarily who are I don't know they don't They're have their finger gamers. on the pulse of the of the other of the of what why gamers they have a different mindset is all I'm saying and I don't think that, that they've tried to break into rock and all sorts of stuff to appeal to to the kids you know that's that that is part of their mission to get new people on board yeah and save the safe souls yeah. um you know but it's yeah I feel Do you like reckon they have like marketing meetings like the, the lads at the top of these churches 
Where they, they got like, to, got right? graphs. Look at these quarter three. Cardinal? Islam is killing us here. <laughs> We're losing massive numbers to Islam. All of the children are going to hell. Stevens, what's the plan? Uh, what about a video game? Get out! You're fired. <laughs> How about we just stand on street corners with megaphones and shout with people? I like it. Oh man, <laughs> do it. We're so close to the day where one of the big religion uh, groups uh, decides to make a uh, a spacefaring vessel for their uh, for their flock, right? Like, uh, I mean, you could you could put a giant crucifix. We're, we're, right we're getting now. close. We're getting kind of close. To the close. expanse. Yeah, similar to that. Maybe not at that scale, but like... Is that what happened in the expanse? Yeah, the, yeah, the well, Mormon yeah, yeah. church yeah. paid for the biggest ship ever, and it's like oh, a wow. colony ship yeah. to go to another planet. Was it yeah, shaped yeah. like a giant pair of underpants? No, they it's have just like this underpants. gigantic, um, like, round like cylinder thing that turns around and uh, has yeah. farms on it. Well, supposedly, they can never get it working. It's supposed to sort of Honestly, pilgrimage. If the Mormons, yeah. if the Mormons built a spaceship and fucked off to another planet I'd be cool with that yeah go for it lads. Yeah. yeah honestly well I don't think they, they planned they won the science all of victory them. and they, well they should have get them all it's on it's a really cool idea actually and it's something that you know you you could even see it happen oh, for you know, sure. in the future yeah you like could a, definitely see thing. it happen yeah. you know I don't think the Mormon church is going anywhere with all of its you know, I'm not even saying wealth. specifically the Mormons but there's a lot of there's a lot of big religious groups out there that would potentially have the money to do it right uh, all they need is uh, is, is a figure head who's bold enough to 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 get to convince everybody that this is the way and then um and then off they go into space i think a lot, an interesting of, thing to be a lot alive of religions for. are burdened by hundreds of years of tradition yes. and and cr- crim crime yeah criminal and crim- criminal crimes yeah. crumb crumbs <laughs> yeah. crummy crummy criminal crimes Cook- yeah. cookies cookie crumbs yeah um but they but the, i think the more Weirdly, the Mormon Church feels like—I mean, it's—it's it's got its share of madness for sure, but it—but uh, it does feel, I guess, like more more able to just do weird stuff like that. Yeah. I don't know, just get away with it, and they could—they could do it. Yeah. Get on a I big think, ship. I think of all of them, they're—they're they're the most likely to potentially do it. Well, the Scientologists—they think, yeah. that, you know, well, and they have a lot of uh, rich celebrity um, members as well, right? So, there's and they've already got extra a sea money based. There. Boat. They've already got a boat. And a, and they a have sea a sea-based boat. Gosh, yeah, that is got, revolutionary. They've got, but they've got like a team of um, basically a ready, a ready-made crew. Wow. You know I mean? for their spaceship. Is what I'm saying. They've got the USS Enterprise team loaded and good to go. Jeez. So they just need to slap one up there. Gosh, that would have changed the next generation if they were all really religious. Yeah, <laughs> I would like that, <laughs> Mr. Data. Put the prayer mats down and uh, burn some incense. Uh, Mr. Wolf, fire fire up the crucifix. Uh, and let's all say a little prayer before we do battle now. Okay, all right, everybody bow your heads. And they have to say grace in 10 forward before they have a drink and all that kind of stuff. It would have changed everything. Yeah. No, we're not going to shoot our phasers. No, turn them off, Mr. Wolf. We don't even have phasers. We didn't install them on the ship. We're peaceful. What do you mean we're under attack? Just just uh, tell them we're, we're cool. Tell them we're peaceful. Tell them, spread the word of the Lord, Mr. Data. D- Captain, they're not receiving us <laughs> Captain, this channels. is highly illogical. <laughs> <laughs> But it would have sucked thinking about it. it actually, that show would have sucked. I am, I am enthralled. That's why they didn't go that way with the show flax. They decided, yeah. hang, hang on, this sucks. I could listen to hours of this. Yes. We could talk. About, I could, I could do a podcast where we just talk about how stupid next generation is. Like we, I'm I could sure, really. I think there are podcasts out day. there that exist on the topic as well. There's if for, oh, no, no for the lovers of all the lovers of the next generation. There's, uh, I'd say, equal amount of people that like to make fun of it and. Um, it's just so Hated funny. Well. Like it's yeah. got it's got so many terrible, terrible things in it. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's just hilarious. Yeah. It's, oh my god. I still 
it's still the best Star Trek series, though. Like, oh, I loved it's it. So fucking, I fucking love good it. and bad at the same time. It's just, but there are so many bad episodes. Oh yeah, so many bad. All episodes. those ones and where they go back to like Prohibition era Chicago, oh. or like uh, Picard goes on his fucking horse riding trips in the holodeck and shit. Like, oh man. Anything with a lot of the episodes with Q in are awful. Picard, he's like dressed as Napoleon. Yeah. And it's just like oh fucking. Jog it's when on. like it's those times where like you know when they're in the thick of it and everybody just like you know they just they they knuckle down and they're getting the job done those are the best next generation episodes right it's when they have a lull in the action and then picard is painting or playing the flute and stuff like that and you're just like all right you guys clearly need something to do at this point like you're just you're, you know you just got your thumbs up your asses you're sitting on this state-of-the-art starship like come on get out there and you know boldly go where no one has gone before let's let's get on with it here like we don't need three episodes of you guys just like (laughs) stopping at an arby's uh in space (laughs) and having a rest they gotta travel yeah i kind of i do kind of like the idea that sometimes there's just no shit happening they're just literally motoring through space yeah yeah we've got to go to this star base and drop off a letter apparently that's a job now yeah uh so just set do like warp three. We'll just chill. I'm gonna play my flute. Wolf's gonna have a terrible time with his son. Yeah, uh, Diana and and uh, the whole Jordy arc are of, get uh, it of Data trying to uh, feel emotion and stuff like that as well fits into what I'm saying. Like, come on, find something else to do. You know like, what I mean? You have too also, much time on your hands, Data. If oh, that's all you have to worry about. Also, I'm just thinking they're on this advanced starship, right? Technology up the arse. Yeah. And in their spare time, what do they do? Data does a little painting and plays the... F- there's an instrument that he plays. Uh, fucking the captain. This this brilliant man is obsessed with the shittest instrument imaginable. Yeah. That fucking flute. Yeah, it's like a recorder. Then, yeah. yeah, he literally <laughs> plays the recorder. I don't know. I mean, Worf just fights on the hollow deck. I don't know what... I mean, Deanna Troy and... Uh, and the rest of the women on the ship don't seem to have any fucking hobbies. No. As far as I can no. tell. They do yoga that episode. Yeah, they do some yoga. Jordy just lusts after Deanna like all the time. They play like <laughs> some weird space tennis and space squash a couple of times. You know, in that Riker weird... just straight up full time is jacking off all the time. Like you barely oh, yeah. see him. Like again. No, I reckon he's banging his way through the lower decks. Oh yeah, yeah. maybe. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know though. I think he feels like he should be banging his way through the lower decks, but I don't think anybody's yeah. going near him. That's why. No. No one's doing that in the so future. Much, yeah. It's there's no there's no jock kind of uh, attitude. No, in, it's, it's no Blizzard Activision. Uh, you know, oh my god, in, Jesus. In Starfleet. Jeez. By the way, this week I completed Disco Elysium. Oh, nice! Wow, um, which I, I don't know if you guys played. I tried to play it a year or so ago, and it wasn't. I couldn't get into it, but. Uh, they put full voice acting in now, and I picked it up again. And they've also tweaked a few of the things. Do they still have that really annoying kid at the start of the game? Fucking Kuno or whatever. That, yeah, oh, yeah, they God do. Damn yeah, yeah, it, yeah. the worst. But you can just punch him pretty quick and shut him oh, up. Oh right, okay. Um, yeah, there's a bunch of like the the game. Honestly, I, it is a little. I think it's it's unashamedly intellectual in places, right? right? Like it's quite. It doesn't. It doesn't. Don't dumb down its story for anyone or try and like kind of you know if it, it, it hits you with some political diatribes and stuff. Quite a lot of weird stuff that I didn't really. A lot of it went over my head. But man, if I didn't have a good time bowling around as a as a kind of amnesiac cop who. Kind of trying to solve this murder in this kind of weird place, but 
kind of kind of can be you're kind of encouraged to just say and do weird shit. Yeah. Um, and it's very it's a nice, very, very depressing refreshing. atmosphere that game. Very depressing. Yeah. Very very depressing. But there's there are lights in the darkness and they are kind of rewarding it's so a, I finished it's, it it's, it's, yesterday um it's hailed as one of the greats like uh everybody that's played it reviewed it whatever um says that it's a, an amazing game I was, i'm kind of the same as you i played it a bit yeah I, I got into it a little bit but not enough to keep playing it and it's just something it does I have feel to... like a very modern point and click yeah. in a sense like i didn't really have to put skill points in I didn't really have too much. I, I played as like intelligenty guy, right? Um, rather than emotionally guy, and so I had to read a lot more backstory and stuff. But I actually didn't hate it. And the voice acting really brings it to life. Oh my god! Yeah. Like so much more because everyone has because it's this melting pot of cultures, right? This like kind of the idea is it's like this island state which was communist and then got invaded by kind of sort of a, a coalition of of nations, and, and it's got this whole. Apparently, the guy's writing, or wrote, apparently, the guy wrote a whole book, a whole thing on this with this universe. Like, spent a long time on it, and it really didn't go anywhere right and then they used it for the game and it was a bit of a risk but then the game obviously did very very well and now apparently there's um gonna be a like a TV resurgence show? for the for the interest in the books and stuff i guess i think there's a, i think there's a tv show or something being made no, right. on it um i could be wrong but yeah disco elysium i really honestly couldn't couldn't say couldn't couldn't rate it higher it was great i really really loved it um and um yeah it, it is worth all the hype nice uh, and I, I i recommend just fucking in a way, like it's it is depressing, and a lot of the actions you take that are immediate. Your character is just kind of idiot, and you're talking to your brain a lot, and your brain's telling you to do the dumb stuff that you are, you know, like you're to, told to do. Almost like you know when you're standing on the edge of a cliff, and some voice tells you, "Oh, jump!" You know that call of the void. It doesn't mean you're suicidal. It just means that it, you, you know, your brain is considering it as something that you yeah. might do, and you know rationally that it's a terrible idea. But like you still imagine doing it because that's kind of how we were. That, that's how we we're humans. We're constantly full of like looking forward and seeing what our actions would result sure. in. You know, um, it's part of who we are. We can't stop it, right? So it has got a lot of this stuff where you are. You get you meet these people and they're annoying or weird or you know and there's an immediate option there to like just punch them or like just just do stupid stuff or say or insult them like there's like a woman with a horse face and you could be like you look like a horse you know you could just tell her this sort of stuff yeah. casually and obviously if you do it it does affect the game it doesn't break the game but it affects the game later you know they'll they'll either feel bad about it or they'll tell you that it hurt them or something do you know what I mean like most of your actions have consequences for doing not bad stuff but just stuff that's insensitive um, and sometimes it doesn't matter because the guy's an asshole and deserves it and sometimes you, you do genuinely feel like oh yeah well fuck it I, I did a bad thing i'm going to apologize and but i ended up becoming sorry cop that was what my archetype was for the game like like sorry i was just apologizing <laughs> to people i was just like i was just like i got and also i was boring cop i got an achievement for say 10 incredibly boring lines because i sort of i started getting into the idea of the murder and wanting to solve it and I sort of forgot that I was in this mad world where I could kind of do anything. And I started just being like, oh, so uh, let's. So where were you at the time of the murder? Do you know what I mean? I started getting into cop role, cop cop, right. and becoming like a like a carbon copy of a TV Hollywood cop, you know? Nice. 
Um, so it sort of told me off for doing that. Not really told me off, but like I gotta get made me aware that I was doing it. Um, and so yeah, Disco Elysium. Yeah, I gotta I gotta get back in. I gotta give it another try. I just need more time. I just I don't have time right now with a baby and stuff. Like uh, the the very limited amount of gaming I've been doing recently, and uh, I've managed to stream a little tiny bit, which has been pretty good actually. It's been a nice break from sort of uh, changing diapers and and doing like chores full time. I've been playing uh, Orcs Must Die 3, which is finally out on Steam. Yeah. Um, it came out on Stadia a year ago as I played, an exclusive. I played it on Stadia and I didn't like it. Yeah, I, I, I didn't like it, unfortunately. Are you finding it okay, though? Yeah, I love it. Yeah, and it's it great. It's, uh, it's, it's okay. as good as 1 and one and 2, if not better, which is, you know, pretty nice. It's it just, it's you know, the, the, the gameplay feels nice. The traps are, are very good you know especially if you place them well and combo them and, and stuff and it's it's always satisfying to like you know pass a level and get five five skulls and figure it out and... i do like throwing orcs into a oh yeah God, like hell a yeah. Very I've, joyous, I've never never played moment. any of them oh, it's just... I, and also just a, a counterpoint I, I couldn't stand disco elysium I'm sorry. People. Yes, you you got like ten minutes in, and you just thought it was the dullest. Oh, yeah, it's so full of itself. The dialogue you, and the story was just so pompous. I think you have to get pompous. past a certain point to to start to really get into it. Which, if you can survive that long, is a great payoff. But uh, a lot of people, there, there's there's quite a few people out there who probably agree with you as well, Flax. Like, I I, I good, good on them. I would be one of them, but I'm actually I actually would like to get into it because I hear it's. It's great. I mean, I've heard, you know, I've heard all these these great reviews and stuff, and and like I said, I did try to play it, but it's just it just drove me up the wall. Yeah. It was like it was just the the dialogue and all the descriptions and everything was so excessive that I just thought I, I haven't actually got time to fucking think. It's just so much just wank thrown at you. That was how I felt. <laughs> Apologies. Well, no, I think I I felt a similar way the first time I tried it, and I I came back and I, I actually I I think once yeah once you get I think it is it is quite wanksy and up itself and in, intelligentsia kind of i'm too stupid you know. for it is what you're saying you're right no i you're think right. it's not i think no, it's a bit right. i think it's a bit rick and morty in that sense that actually it isn't that complex um but i think people like to talk about it as if it is and yeah. feel like it's a, a poetic thing mm. but 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 yeah i i don't think i'm excited for the tv show honestly i i I didn't particularly like a lot of parts of it, but I, I, I did enjoy the fact that it does feel like you can go through the game as a disaster of a hero, which, or disaster, just a disaster, just drinking, taking drugs, punching people, yeah. doing karaoke, being, being, like shooting stuff. Being the bad guy if you want to. The, the, the fact that you can walk through this crazy world as a someone who is actually crazy, and most games don't let you do that. No. Do yeah, you that's I mean? true. Yeah. Um, it just felt so refreshing to have those options because I you know you always see this shit in in Fallout and the other options to pick the bad option and oftentimes it punishes you immediately you know when you pick the bad option you know and you're like oh well I guess I'm I guess I'm a nice guy I'm just going to be nice to everyone now I'm playing nice guy you know um like that was the common thing in Mass Effect you know you, mm. you could pick a bad thing and it would immediately go wrong yeah um whereas in this it's it's always there's always a funny weird thing that happens when it, when you do it you know and the bad options are always the most interesting and so you know i had a crazy smile plastered on my face for a lot of it much like the character has and i recommend it if you don't like it don't bother nice it's up to you i'm not your dad that is enough thank you for listening as always if you want ad free we're on uh pa- patreon triforce podcast uh you could 
also get new episodes every Wednesday on Spotify. Oh my that gosh. Is that? Can't thank believe you. It. Thank you. We'll see you all next week. Bye. Goodbye. See you tomorrow.